Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. A uh, little word of encouragement to start this episode. Uh, if you are interested, uh, please click and get the show notes. Uh, these show notes will provide you a snapshot on what the upcoming episode is about and also provides uh, an ongoing discussion through uh, discussion questions for administrators, teachers, and parents. And And Dr. Rode and I are, are really excited. We just received an email. There is a school uh, principal administrator has been listening to the podcast, and now he sends the link out uh, not only to the teachers, but reaches out to the parents too. So, I mean, that is just super encouraging for us to hear. So uh, today's episode, I would like to start with uh, a quote that I read from the book Moral Leadership by Sir Giovanni. That and, is a well-noted book. Holy oh, cow, I, what do you I, got, 50 post, I, post-it I, notes on I thing. absolutely <laughs> love this. There are more post-it notes on this than pages. <laughs> I, that's well, very, and that's and very my close. highlighter ran out several times. No, I absolutely <laughs> love this book. And and you'll know why uh, if you have a chance to, to, to pick it up and read it. But all, all, already on the first page, the quote is, What kind of leaders do we need? We need leaders who understand how children and adults learn and keep on learning, and who understand how to communi- how to build communities of learners. Well, w- when you hear that, that's teachers, right? Yeah. Administrators too, but it's teachers. Uh, yes, we need leaders with skills. That's all of us as teachers. But here's the part that got me. Skills can be learned, but I do not know how to change someone's heart. And that really gets at the focus of today's episode, which is looking at purpose and asking the question Dr. Rhoda does, as she oftentimes does, uh, why are you a teacher? So, Dr. Rhoda, take it from here. All right. Thanks, Professor Marty. That's a great book. Research shows us that people who are thriving, those who have a strong sense of well-being, also have a strong sense of purpose. They understand what their gifts are and how to use them to impact the world. One group of researchers ranked professions based upon overall wellness and thriving. And the top two professions, any guesses out there? Physicians came in first place and second place goes to teachers. Congratulations. We're a wellness, we're a profession filled with people who are doing well. And I believe that one of the bedrocks for this, uh, a part of that is that both of these professions are using people's unique gifts to make a positive difference for others. They have a strong sense of purpose. And and isn't that true? You think of physicians uh, taking the oath that their goal is is to help people in need. And and sorry, sorry, I I don't know the oath. I should know the oath. But but teachers, yes, teachers, why did you go into this profession? Uh, It certainly wasn't uh, to purchase a new car on a regular basis. Uh, it, 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 it's all, it's, it's so much more than that. It's all about people. Yes. And today's discussion is aimed at teachers, but I do believe that there are some applications for people who are not teachers and I'm going to attempt to make it more general where I can. I've recently been excited to learn that many of our audience listeners aren't parents or teachers. And so we want to make sure that our discussions are applicable for everybody, for all of our listeners. So apply this to whatever field you work in as we work through this. Why are you a teacher? No, really, let's reflect for a moment. Why are you a teacher? Or if you aren't a teacher, why do you spend your days doing what you do? We've been given so much liberty in how we spend our days. 
and how we spend our time. Our options are limitless regarding what we can do for work, and I'm using air quotes if you could see me. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we feel like we're locked into a profession or a job, but really, what locks you in? It's fun to think about right now, if I really wanted to, I could figure out a way to get paid to go study elephant herds in Africa, which I think might be my encore career when I retire. <laughs> I'm not so sure on that one. <laughs> I mean, Dr. Rhoda has been to Africa, but I just I, I just cannot see, based on her personality, her uh, spending any amount of time uh, taking dad on elephants. But... I don't know. I love me some pachyderms. <laughs> <laughs> They're my friends. Um, but I do not have to be a teacher. I don't have to be a professor. There are many ways I could serve God with my gifts and serve the people that he places around me. But I have chosen, and that's a key word here, I have chosen to be a teacher. I want to be an influencer of young people. I recently read this quote, a healer is not someone you go to for healing. A healer is someone who helps you to find the key within you for your own ability to heal. Isn't that profound? It, it is profound. And you, you just have to give me a little, a little bit of time to process it because mm -hmm. embedded in there are yeah, prompting quite a bit of thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing holds true for effective teachers. So let's just replace healer with teacher. A teacher is not someone you go to to learn information. A teacher is someone who helps you find the key within you for your own ability to learn, right? It, it instills that, it ignites that passion, that love of learning, that self-efficacy that they can learn, that they want to learn, that curiosity, the critical thinking, the wondering, wonder. Gosh, that's such a beautiful word. And what a privilege to be a teacher and to be able to do that. You've heard me say before that teachers have the privilege of being brain developers, we get to help young people develop their mind, their body, their spirit. What an incredible privilege. And that is why I'm a teacher. So why are you a teacher? What gets you excited about being a teacher? Or what gets you excited about the work that you show up and do each day? If you can't find an answer to this, then we should talk. <laughs> Literally. Uh, this used to be my job. I used to work for a counseling agency here in uh, the uh, Milwaukee area. And my role, I was a educational therapeutic consultant, which is a really confusing title. Basically, I was a counselor for teachers. When teachers were struggling with burnout, when they were didn't have a strong desire to be in the classroom anymore, I would work with them to try to help them figure out either how to get excited about teaching again or what else they could do. You know, they didn't have to be a teacher. There are other ways that they could use their gifts. And what I found in that experience, which was just one of my big takeaways, is usually when people are feeling burnt out, uh, they're feeling like they're doing everything they know how to do and it's not enough. Mm -hmm. So I really found professional development to be a key for teachers who were struggling. Fill up their toolbox with other things, let them talk with other teachers. And, and let me just clarify, with, with professional development, okay, we, we all know the wide spectrum that that covers. Some professional development, uh, even to this day, I say, okay, like, how is that really beneficial? But with you going back to choice, it's always choosing what you can get out of that. If it's formal PD or if it's informal, if it's listening to podcasts, uh, videos, etc., all that plays into it. So it's kind of the love for, for ongoing growth, right? That's exactly it. Uh, it's, it's being engaged in your profession and learning about kids and learning about learning and being excited about that. It's one of the reasons we do this podcast. I think this podcast is a wonderful way to embed ongoing little snippets of learning and growth and development and understanding and insights and encouragement. And, and I think, and I appreciate that Dr. Rhoda 
approaches this head on because the reality is, I mean, we all who have been in the profession or whatever profession you're in, mm-hmm. we all sometimes see colleagues and we say, ah, oh, it's really unfortunate that you feel like this is it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you just feel like, oh, I have to finish this. I have to finish out my years so I get my pension. I, I'm, I'm in this too. I've been in it. So what else am I going to do? And really... We have to think about the effects of that, not only from your perspective, our perspective, but students' perspective, too. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Students deserve a teacher that wants to be a teacher, that wants to be in the classroom, that wants to help those students develop to their full God-given potential. Our students deserve that. We need to intentionally want to be teachers because it's too important of a job for us not to be intentional about it. Think about this for a moment. Why does society trust their most precious possession to us for seven or eight hours a day during such an important developmental time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, what other gift does, you know, I mean, it's a huge trust that we have. And think about it. If you're a parent, I doubt there's any earthly thing that you have that is more important to you than your children. When you send them off to school each day at a time when they're little sponges, mm-hmm. what are your expectations? You want them to be safe and nurtured And you want them to be able to develop to their full ability. And society has given us teachers one of the largest responsibilities there is. This is just too important of a job for us not to be intentional and not to want to be there and to show up and do our best each day. And I think during this conversation, uh, to, to be transparent... We all know uh, teachers' responsibilities are increasing. We all know that it's increasingly difficult time management, uh, not really balancing life and work, but 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 finding that mm-hmm. ebb and flow. And so it, we're, we're not negating that those uh, challenges exist. But I think what Dr. Rhoda is is really focused in on is how can you control what you can control? Exactly. Exactly. We need to do a podcast on this, Professor Marty, but it's a really foundational thing that I'd like to spend some time discussing with you. Every emotion you have ever felt begins with a thought. So if you're not enjoying the emotions that you're feeling, if they're not serving you well, how could you think about it differently? So being overwhelmed is an emotion that begins with a thought. There are other people experiencing the same circumstances who aren't overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. They're thinking about it differently. Being annoyed with a child, annoyed, is a feeling that comes from how you're thinking. There are other people who work with that same child who aren't annoyed. It depends on how we think about things. What's within our control? Not a lot, but definitely what we think and how we choose to think. You know, it's so amazing to me. Mm-hmm. So so, so here on campus, uh, like, like any college, university, uh, even secondary school, so, so you have teachers who are teaching the same grade level or, mm-hmm. in our case, the same course, mm-hmm. and... And you hear completely different reactions mm-hmm. coming from uh, the professor. And you're like, well, it's the same course. And yeah. and like the students, okay, we're very small, uh, rooted in the liberal arts college. The students overall, I mean, we don't have a wide variance of mm-hmm. extremes. The students are here because they want to be here. Mm-hmm. So that's always mm-hmm. curious to me how we, we it, and it comes down to, like you said, um, their, their perspective and their emotions and what they do with those. Yep. Personal choice. We have, it's an awful lot of liberty that we have. You don't have to be a teacher, 
You don't have to think the thoughts you think. Those are choices that you get to have. You're not, you're not a prisoner to those things. So if it's not serving you well, well, let's see what we can do. So, and I don't want to be too over the top. I mean, I know I have a tendency to be over the top positive. I have a dear, dear colleague and friend who oftentimes refers to me as nauseatingly positive. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I am a realist too. I know that there are bad days. I know that we have highs and lows. But if we, for the most part, most days, we're not engaged and excited by what we're doing, I'm going to encourage one or two little things that we could try. Okay? So number one, get involved in professional development. As I mentioned before, during my time working with teachers who were experiencing burnout, this was the key. Teachers experienced burnout when they felt like they were giving all they had, and it wasn't enough. It wasn't making a big enough difference. If this is how you're feeling, invest your time in professional development. Go to sessions offered in your district. Read books, online articles. Uh, you're listening to this podcast. Thank you. That's a type of professional development. Have discussions with your colleagues. Enroll in continuing education or certificate programs. Rekindle the fire. Find something to get excited about. And so on that note, if you live in the state of Wisconsin and you have your, your license uh, teaching in a public school, we all know that uh, if you're in the system, you, you certainly can have a lifelong license, mm -hmm. uh, at this point at least. And uh, it's interesting the reactions by, by different individuals. Yeah. Some of them are jumping up and down and saying, this is awesome. <laughs> I never have to go to PD again in my life. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I get that. But then if you're not going to do that and, and it, it's not a compliance issue, what are we doing to just become better people, better teachers? Because, again, it, it, it comes back to, to the students. So have, have you ever had, Dr. Rhoda, a, a teacher who says, well, I'm in a Christian school. Like, what else could I do? Like, mm -hmm. is, isn't that my calling, my vocation? Mm, can you explain a little more? I'm not sure I understand your question. Sure. So if, if I think I've come across this mm -hmm. where, as, as an administrator, mm -hmm. where someone said, well, well, I'm called mm -hmm. uh, in, in Lutheran circles, mm -hmm. uh, somewhat similar to hired. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so that's my calling. Like, what else is there? So it's kind of like once they're there, that's it? That's it. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So if you're a car mechanic, how have cars changed since the 90s, since the early 2000s, right? I, mean, I don't know. Cars... My car's so old, it hasn't changed a whole <laughs> lot. Mine either. I think I'm going on 18 years, 14 years, 18 years, something like that. <laughs> um, it's paid for, and it still runs great. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, you know, things change, and... Like human nature doesn't necessarily change so much, but there's, it's just so complex. There's always more we can learn about it. So I just think if you're not, if you as a teacher don't want to learn, then how can you instill that in your children, in your students, right? Mm -hmm. If our goal as a teacher is not, what did I say? My quote was, um, find it real quick here. Uh, a teacher is not someone you go to to learn information. A teacher is someone who helps you find the key within you for your own ability to learn then don't we have to do that for ourselves? Don't we mm -hmm. have to continually be looking? And I'd say that's just kind of an attitude. Like, you know, we don't want to be phoning it in. We don't want to rest on our laurels. Yes, you got a college degree um, and a cert certification that allows you to do this. But, um, you know, it's just part of human nature to want to continue to get better. And if our goal is to help young people to develop to their full God-given potential, don't we as, as well? And it's pretty arrogant to think that at the age of 20, 
three, 24, you know everything you'll ever need to know in the world as in your professional education. So that's the kind of conversation I'd have. Uh, the other thing with professional development that I think is so very, very important and why it's important for us to continue to do it, one of the things that I really take away from it because I still like to go sit on the other side of the desk. It gives me empathy. When I have to sit on the other side of the desk and sit through somebody else's idea of what I should learn, First off, just sitting all day long is really hard and focusing and concentrating and staying, keeping my mind focused and taking good notes. And that's just really good to have to do that once in a while to have empathy for what our learners are going through. And we realize that, man, maybe I should give breaks more often. Or man, maybe I should give more time for them to make sure they're understanding this and to clarify. Or I learned things of, wow, that's a really good technique that presenter just used. I want to steal that. So just that practical side of professional development. It's good for us to have to sit on the other side of the desk again. It helps us to, to relate to our to our learners. Back to your other point, uh, Professor Marty. If, if they're struggling with burnout and not sure, my second suggestion is to start praying about what you could do besides teaching that would use your gifts in a way that you would find fulfillment. One of my favorite thoughts around vocation is the question, where do your God-given gifts meet the world's need? That intersection is where your sweet spot is. What do you really love to do? Is there a way you can get paid to do it? Now, we can't always get paid to do what we love to do. My three great loves are animals, music, and learning. I don't make my living from animals or music, but they sure do make my life richer, mm -hmm. right? So uh, explore what you want to do. Yeah, so again, I just ask, why are you a teacher? I'd encourage you to do some soul searching. Be intentional. Make a list of the reasons. What are you grateful for in your career? If you can't find anything to be grateful for, then really truly contact me. I'd be happy to help coach you through this process of assessing your gifts and how you can use them. And, and really, it, it is best practice mm -hmm. to to reevaluate, reassess, and say, hey, this these are the gifts the Lord's given me. Uh, objectively, people have told me these things. These are areas for growth. And it's good, healthy practice Regardless if we're all into teaching and moving forward or if if we're, we're having a hiccup as we go down this road, it just makes us refocus uh, and look where the compass is directing us. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five takeaways from today's episode. Number one, profession is a choice. You have a choice to do what you wish to do and what you are well skilled to do. Number two, uh, I just absolutely love this quote. A teacher is not someone you go to to learn information. A teacher is someone who helps you find the key within you for your own ability to learn. Number three, Teaching is a privilege. I mean, we have the opportunity to, to put our fingerprint uh, on that student to help them develop to their full God-given potential. And number four, additionally, society trusts us with that unbelievable privilege. Think about it. Our society, parents, are allowing us to have that opportunity. And number five, uh, it's, it's always a healthy practice to reassess. Uh, reassess where you're at and, and also consider you know, professional development, what you've done in the past and where you want to go, be it formal or informal. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.